Why do you and I need to strengthen our immune systems? This is why restaurants have been deemed essential to life here on earth. Therefore, restaurant managers and chefs are likely to be exposed to the coronavirus. So what are you going to do? Welcome to the Restaurant General Manager Podcast. This is a special episode. It's going to be raw and uncut. No high production here. This is just me talking, reading, going over my notes, and speaking from my heart and my gut about how to strengthen your immune system. I'm Scott Stanfield, and I'm your host. I am not a doctor, not subscribing any of these things. I'm just telling you what I do, and I'm going to put so many links to videos, podcasts, blog posts, news reports, studies in the notes so you can dig deeper as you choose. However, what I am is a man that lost 40 pounds twice. I did it the first time by beating it to death at age 35 with P90X and Tony Horton. The second time was I started doing that, but at age 40, it wasn't as easy to pound it to death and, and work nine hours, work out for an extra nine hours a week in six days. So I learned how to do it with diet. I'm also the son of two parents that both got cancer in their 50s, had to have chemo and surgery to remove it. Mom and dad are doing great. Dad's 71. Mom's turned 69 next week, and they're doing great. But I, what I wanted to also expand on is that this is also could be a regional thing. Like, for instance, um, my same generation, my dad's um, brother-in-law, which is my uncle, passed away from cancer, prostate cancer, the same that my dad had. Also, his best friend Don and Stan had colon cancer. They all passed away. In addition to that, my dad's father, my grandfather, passed away from cancer at age 62. I was young. I think I was five or six years old when he passed away. And um, that's a tough thing when you understand that, genetically speaking, that the, you're predisposed to cancer based off your family history. And what can you do about it? Well, what I learned was that I had control over what I put in and on my body. And I took control of that. And what happens is, we're handed down genes, but genes express themselves in the environment that they live in. Just like an employee will express themselves in the restaurant culture or environment that you, as a restaurant manager and chefs, provide for them. <clears throat> if the culture is, hey, it's okay to drink on the job and just don't get messed up, then everybody's going to kind of jump in and do that. But if yours got a very strict and that's not how you do it and you have a high training and we're going to be nice to each other and we're going to have a great teamwork and we're going to take care of our guests and we're going to excel and we're going to do great things, then that employee will be, you know, encouraged to express themselves in the exact same way. The same thing happens with your genetic expression. So Dr. Bruce Lipton did a lot of study on this and it's called epigenetics. And what they did is they did things like take stem cells, separate them into two um, separate them out and have one in a healthy environment and it grew exactly what it's supposed to grow and put one in an unhealthy environment and it grew cancer. So that's what's going to happen. You put an employee in a good environment, it's going to do great things. Put a boy in a bad uh, employee in a bad environment, it's going to do bad things. So that's what we're going to focus on today is how you can get your body to express itself in a, in a way that helps boost your Im immunity. So there's three things we're going to talk about today. Food and beverage, sleep and stress. So that's really kind of four things, food and beverage, but we're going to put those in one. And we're not going to go deep in the weeds on these things, but because I, I said there's going to be plenty of links so you can, can get to that. Let's start with food. Bottom line, the things that we consume 
have an immediate correlation to our body's pH. Now, what is pH? pH is a scale of 0 to 14. Seven's neutral. Anything above 7 is alkaline. Anything below 7 is acidic. Science says viruses, yes, viruses, bacteria, and cancer cannot live in an alkaline environment for long. So if your body is alkaline and you get exposed to a virus, bacteria, or cancer, it has a shorter lifespan. Excuse me. Shorter lifespan. Yes, that's what we're after. But if your body's acidic, it will have a longer lifespan. And that means that when people get sick, they get sick for longer or they get cancer that grows out of control and you find it when it's a tumor or when your your PSA count goes up in your prostate or any of those type of things. Now, there's a couple of things that has to happen here is your blood has to stay at a slightly alkaline level, 7.35 to 7.45. And to do that, it needs certain minerals. If you don't give it your body that through diet, um, what, what you eat or drink and supplements, then it will take it from your skeleton, which includes your teeth. And, um, that's what causes problems that way. So the great thing about this is I've had the ability to track and is part of our jobs to track people's sick days because we want to hold people accountable for excessive absenteeism. You know, some people get whiskey flu, which is mean they're calling out because they're hungover and they've been partying too long and that'll weed itself out over time. But I'm more talking about when people actually get sick. Now, you know, there's people work for you to get sick more often than others. There's people who get sick and then they stay sick longer than others. And there's some people who don't ever get sick. And I, I totally get that. And I see it. And what I want you to do is, is understand that what I've been doing is I've been ever since I started on this trek 16 plus six years ago of understanding what I can do to live a healthier life and become what I now call a modern longevitarian to live a life that's happy, healthy, stronger, longer is this. I watch what people eat. I connect and compare what they're eating with their body composition. I then have the ability to track people's sick days, sick days. And I also can see you know, if they need to, you know, if they have extended time out, the frequency of the days are out sick. And then also things that aren't tracked are what, what I call these marginal sick days where people are getting sick and then they're out for two or three days. They get a doctor's and they come back and they're still sick, you know, and, and, or they're, they're just, they're just sick enough to where they can come to work and you let them work, but they may have the sniffles or, you know, or they're, they're a little hoarse or those type of things. And, And so we have to, if we pay attention to those type of things, we'll see the correlations between what people eat and what they don't eat and how it helps or hurts their immune system. All right. Next page. Also, in this time like this with COVID-19, people are stressed. And that means, you know what that means? They're going to eat comfort foods. and this leads us to what makes a body acidic? What foods do we eat that make somebody acidic? Meat, especially pork, poultry, fish, dairy, eggs, grains, and alcohol. Let's talk about sugar and sodas for a second. When I was doing my initial research years ago, 
probably 10 years ago on alkalinity and uh, alkaline diets and how do you eat this way. There was, I remember looking at this chart and it had all these definitions of whether food was alkalining or acidic. And then I got to this one, number 32, I'll never forget it, it said poison. And I scrolled up, I had to go back to the top of the page and number 32 was sugar. So sugar is, according to that, is poison. So be careful with that. Be careful with sugar. And also I would say, be careful with salad dressings because you the first thing that people do is they say, yes, I'll have a salad and then they get a salad dressing. I've even seen blue cheese salad dressings in my time that have sugar in them in addition to dairy. So now you've got cheese, you've got sour cream, you got mayo, you got whatever's in there, you got sugar in there. And so it's, it's so hidden because the balance in the, in the dressing, you don't know that you're getting sugar and you think you're eating something that's really healthy and alkalining and possibly cleansing. And it's just really not that. So I would suggest, you know, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, and maybe a squeeze of lemon on there to have the balance of the acid on a salad in these times. And, you know, that's very, um, very healthy. And, and even though you would think that lemon juice would be acidic when it's in the body, it actually is alkalining from the stuff that I've seen, stuff I've read. Um, sodas. A long time ago, I also read this study that when somebody drinks a soda, it takes 32 glasses of water straight to get the pH balance from acidic to alkaline. Now, why is this important? We've been trained our whole life that we have to drink eight glasses of water a day. So 32 divided by eight, that's four days. Who goes four days between sodas? Some of you may, but probably not. If you're a soda drinker, you probably drink um, more soda than you do water even. And so I would caution you to anybody, really, not just you, but anybody to stay away from sodas um, because they can be super acidic and um, can put you in a bad spot when it comes to immunity. Now, what is alkalining? Let's start with vegetables. So eat your vegetables, nuts, legumes, and fruit. But again, I'm going to caution not eating things that have too many carbs in it. Uh, in because even fruits may be alkalining. Too much of one thing can be bad. You've got to find balance with this. Yes. Can you have meat? Yes. Can you have pasta? Yes. Can you have bread? Yes. But too much of those and, and having the, the balance out will, um, will put you in an in a acidic state. So you've got to have small portions of the things that are, and, and the general rule of thumb is have 30% of the 30% of your diet and whether it's food and beverage of things that are acidic and 70% that are alkaline. I would encourage you to look into the work of Dr. Terry Walls. She uh, is a medical doctor in Iowa that uh, wrote, she, her book is called Walls Protocol, but she put her MS in remission just with diet. She has uh, nine cups of vegetables a day, and this is her phase one of this, and basically three cups of bright colored vegetables and fruits, which could include things like raspberries, and bell peppers, you know, that, that type of stuff, green leafy vegetables, and then sulfur-based vegetables. And you guys know what those are, onions, garlic, uh, you know, you look into things like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, asparagus, anything that's uh, kind of on the stinky side. Uh, with sulfur can fall into that. 
And uh, again, she, she went from being in a wheelchair to riding a bike 19 miles in about a year's time. And uh, not the opposite way. She went the good way. And she did that through diet using paleo principles. So I would look into the walls protocol in terms of that. So Peter Drucker said, what gets measured gets managed. And you're probably asking yourself, how do I know where I am when it comes to pH balance? Well, this is a simple thing. If you dare to go into a pharmacy right now, you can get some pH strips and it'll tell you by all you have to do is one or two things. You can spit on the strip or you can go tinkle on it and it will tell you where your alkalinity alkalinity level is or your pH level is in relation to the test strip. And so my, my point being here is that you can test and see where you are. I encourage you to track two things, measure two things, measure your carb intake and also measure your pH balance or pH and see where you are so you can make adjustments with that. Now you will find that between like my wife and I did this at the same time, you will find that uh, different people have different set points when it comes to that. My wife has a natural um, higher alkalinity score than I do. Now this leads me to a hack. Americans always want to know shortcuts. So let's get into the shortcut when it comes to this. There's going to be a link in the show notes to Dr. McCullough's website and baking soda and the swine flu. Uh, this is a, uh, a protocol that I've used for over five years for when I start feeling sick. And I, I, I'm doing this right now. My fa- whole family's doing this. Um, we're, we're, we're on like this stage four where we're doing baking soda just twice a day, half a teaspoon of baking soda. And it depends on your size. My, my daughter's young and she's not doing the same amount. But for an adult, half a teaspoon uh, twice a day in a tall glass of water. And um, the protocol is what how they fought the swine flu about about ninety years ago because there was no vaccine, there was no algorithms to to super synthesize you know vaccines and get it to market in the year and all those type of things. So how did they fight it? Well, they alkaline their bodies. And what most people don't know, and it says in this article that is a blog post really. Uh, it says that the Arm & Hammer Baking Soda Company was in, created by a doctor to be a cure for the common cold. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning. When your or anybody's body is alkaline and baking soda in the right dosage is alkalining. And what happens is, is that if you follow this protocol, day one, half a teaspoon, tall glass of water every two hours, day two, every four hours, day three, every six hours, it hyperalkalines your body. Then it, over that three-day period, the viruses and bacteria and cancer, for that matter, have a uh, shorter life expectancy. And that's a, and I'm, this is the reference that I want you to look at for that. Again, I'm not prescribing it. It is what I do. It is what my family does. And I have shared it with other people. And I've had people tell me that, wow, that was the fastest I've ever recovered from a cold. Um, I got back to work earlier, you know, those type of things. So it's something to really look into. Um, here's a caution on that. Sixth grade science fair project, everybody wanted to do a volcano. Well, what did they do to get the lava to flow out of that volcano? They mixed baking soda and vinegar. So other ways to alkaline your body may, may be drinking things like raw apple cider vinegar. But if you have baking soda at the same time, this is like putting Mentos in a Diet Coke. There's going to be an eruption. So be careful. That means even if you have sushi because there's rice vinegar in the rice. Uh, to, there's also, you could say, what if you have salad that has a vinaigrette? 
that has a low sugar vinaigrette that's healthy. You have to be careful or balsamic vinegar on a, I don't know, burrata salad. It, you could create this, you know, miniature volcano in your stomach and you don't want to do that, have a chemical reaction. So caution yourself, space these things out so you can, uh, you know, make sure you got the right things going on. All right, let's talk about liquor, beer, and wine. We got to slow down on the hooch. You got to slow down on the brews. Got to slow down on the vino. In stressful times, people want to drink. They really do. I've, I, I totally get it. But it compromises your immune system. It does, does more than just damage our livers. So let me read this. The bottom line. If you drink daily, even almost daily, your immune system can be weaker and you can catch a cold flu. Yes, the flu and other illnesses more than those who don't drink. I say, maybe while this pandemic is happening, you treat it like it's a dry January. Just for the next month, just abstain from any alcohol, or if you want to cut your your consumption back, try that. Because this is uh, no time like any other to take care of yourself and also boost your immunity. Now, all right. The next piece, number two, sleep. This is probably the biggest piece of the whole puzzle. In fact, some people say sleep is more important than diet. Dr. Michael Bruce says, cancer cells multiply faster the more sleep deprived you are. The first thing you got to do with sleep is figure out what your chronotype is. Now, I know what I am. I'm a night owl. I've known that for a very, very long time. Um, there's going to be a really cool YouTube video with uh, Tom Bilyeu is going to have Dr. Michael Bruce and one other psychologist in there talking about sleep efficiency. I have another one in there about specifically about sleep being more important than diet. But you also can go to thepowerofwinquiz.com. Thepowerofwinquiz.com takes about a minute and it'll tell you what your sleep type is. In our industry, things like set schedules don't exist for the most part. When you get up to a certain level, they do, but rarely. You know, we do things like cover shifts for others. We're switching. There's holidays that we have to work. There's brunches that we have to work in Easter Sundays and Mother's Day and Fourth of July's. Then there's the dreaded close open or the clopen. Sleep is something that I even have ignored over the years in my quest to be a modern longevitarian. That is until recently. The past 15 months, I've been on a quest to figure out what works for me. And this moment in this day, this is what I do. There's two, there's two things. I have things I put in my body, things I put on my body to help my sleep be more efficient. And, uh, and that's in addition to when I go to sleep. Very specific. I have a window. When I say very specific, there's a specific window I go to sleep. I, it's somewhere between 11 and 1. The closer I get to 1 o'clock, the, the less efficient I am and the more groggy I am the next morning. The, my days aren't as good. Uh, and I'm kind of running behind. If I go to bed around 11, 11.30, get to sleep before 12, I'm typically up at seven. I'm able to have time to do my morning routine and, and get to work on time. Now, that being said, what do I put in my body when it comes to getting the best sleep? One of the things that helps me go to sleep because um, I'm a night owl and I need a little bit of help getting to sleep is calm magnesium. 
and I just follow the um, I follow the dosage on the package. If you do too much, uh, well, you can have what Dave Asprey calls disaster pants. So you got to be careful. You got to find out what your bowels will be able to handle when it comes to that. The next thing is creatine. I am uh, been on a ketogenic diet, a cycle in and out of keto. There's some some people who believe that creatine or microdosing creatine helps when you're in keto, especially when you're working out, doing weightlifting. And I do some push-ups and squats and kettlebell swings, so that kind of helps with some explosiveness there. And not that I'm trying to be uber explosive, it's just it kind of helps with those workouts. Collagen protein. And um, the thing that helps stay asleep is an amino, ex- amino acid extract from green tea called L-theanine, and that helps you stay asleep. It's a calming effect without the hangover, like of valerian root or melatonin or those things. I take, depending on how I feel, between 200 and 600 milligrams. You know, most nights, you, you know, I really get a great night's sleep and I'm able to perform great the next day, which is really what it is. And what I had to convince myself was, is that my new day begins when I go to sleep. So I could actually get to sleep. A lot of times I think it was a mental thing that made me a night owl where I was like, I didn't want the day to end. I worked a really long day uh, and I wanted to like do some things on my, on my own, but it's like, I pushed them off to the next day and my next day starts when I actually go to sleep. So it was a mindset change around sleep and my sleep hygiene. So what do I put on my body? So in is that supplement stack I just went over. My on my body is two things. One is, and it's probably, these two are probably going to shock you, is uh, calf suppression sleeves. When I know when I get home that, uh, you know, after working and being on my feet for double digit hours and rarely sitting down and probably walking, I don't know how many miles in a day in um, sometimes not track shoes, right? They're more like dress shoes, non-slips, but that my lower legs are um, inflamed. There's some swelling. So I want that to go down. So how's that going to happen? So graduated calf suppression sleeves help push out that inflammation. And what I learned when I went to school to be an athletic trainer back in the day before I got in the restaurant business is that inflammation is a way for your body to restrict movement. It's almost like having a cast. So I want to push that out. And I really have found that it you know, especially combined with stretching my hips in every direction. Uh, At night, I have this seven minute stretching routine that I do not every night, but most nights that it allows me to stretch my, um, stretch out my hamstrings, my glutes, my calves, quads, IT band, and my adductors, which most of us call this a groin muscle. Um, It actually really helps in uh, allowing me to uh, bounce back the next morning. And I really love with that. Now, here's a caution on suppression sleeves, that if you're dehydrated, that they're going to cause you to have cramps because it's going to push all the, you know, all the fluid out of your, out of your calves. And it does for me anyway. And I get, um, I get, I get, sometimes I'll get cramps in the morning, deep muscle cramps, and I don't like that. So I have to make sure I'm really hydrated if I'm going to choose to go down that, that path. The one is the, probably the most shocking one for you guys is yes. I do tape my mouth shut when I go to sleep or before I go to sleep. And I, and this forces uh, me and forces everybody to breathe through your nose. This by far over everything I've done, diet changes, being a vegetarian when or pescatarian when I was for 10 years, you know, all those different things that I've done. 
this by far, taping my mouth shut has been the biggest thing that has helped me on my quest to live the healthiest life than anything else I've ever done. Now, where did I get this from? I didn't make this up. I got this from Patrick McKeon. He's written a couple books. He runs the the Buteco Clinic in Ireland, and he trained under Dr. Buteco, which is a Russian doctor that worked with cosmonauts in the 1950s. So he trained under him. And so there is a breathing method called Buteco. And one book is called Shut Your Mouth. The other one is called Oxygen Advantage. I use some strips, mouth taping strips, that work really well. They're very, imagine a post-it note that's got a mesh on it. It's got a safety valve on it that allows you, if you need to breathe through your mouth, like if you sneeze or something like that. Um, But just, uh, it's a little bit stronger adhesive than would be on a post-it note. And I have, you know, handlebar mustache, a little uh, goatee going on, and it it works. It still works for me. And sometimes I can even get a couple uses out out of a strip. And, but my point being is this, as, as Patrick McKeon says, the nose has 30 to 40 functions. And we bypass that by breathing through our mouth. Then, you know, you're probably snoring at night. You're not filtering things out as you should be. And you're missing out on some of the nutrients that are released by the nose. I've noticed that the inflammation in my, my sinuses and my ears have gone down. When I clean my ears out with a Q-tip, which you're not supposed to do, I can tell my ear canals are larger. Uh, also, it's almost as if I've had surgery and been fully healed by having uh, in my sinuses. My sinus cavities are bigger. I can actually change the way that the air flows through my sinuses by doing different things. It's really absolutely amazing. And I was, I've done four types of breathing methods. I do the Wim Hof method, which has to do with um, almost like this controlled hypoventilation and um, absolutely love the Wim Hof method. And I've been doing that for four years as well with cold exposure. I've done Buteco, some Buteco breathing method. I've also done sleep, uh, not sleep, but um, free diving apnea tables with a, with an app. And I had a boss Rudin, remember the MMA fighter, boss Rudin. Uh, he had a breathing apparatus that helped strengthen your lungs. But even though I've done those four breathing exercises, taping my mouth shut at night has been the best breathing exercise I've ever done. And the best thing I've ever done for my entire, my entire journey. So those breathing strips that I use or mouth tape strips that I use are called Somnifix. You can find those on Amazon. They have a website. Um, I'm not, I don't make money off any of these things. Uh, and so I'm just sharing this with you because this is what works for me. And I really care about people in our industry and I want you, everybody out there, to be able to have the strongest immune system possible. Here's another thing for getting a good night's sleep. Start landing the plane earlier than you are. So that means cutting out blue lights. Whether you get blue blocker type glasses to block out computer screens, phone screens, TVs, um, or turn on any type of filters like night shift or whatever happened, you know, um, you can use or extensions you can use on Chrome or any of those type of things. And then if you do choose to drink alcohol, don't do it uh, within two hours of going to sleep. And, and, and so just really try to, to, to land start landing the plane earlier so you can go to sleep when you actually lay in bed and not toss and turn. The third, so for, first we covered food and beverage and alkalinity. Then we covered sleep, which is the most important piece of the puzzle. And now we're going to talk about stress. Stress is it's killing us. 
Stress impacts the digestive system negatively. Think stomach ulcers. Stress impacts our circulation system negatively. Think increased heart rate. Think high blood pressure. Think hypertension. Think heart disease. Also think higher cholesterol. Bottom line, the more stress there is, it equals an increased risk of disease, especially chronic disease. It also leads, stress leads to anxiety, which also leads to lack of sleep. And then what happens is it compounds on top of everything. Because the more, if you get a lack of sleep, then you have a harder time controlling your diet. And so what happens is because your brain doesn't actually tell you, tell you when to stop eating and you crave things you shouldn't have and you want comfort food and all this different stuff. So just it all, all these three are, are kind of combine themselves together. Most of all, a suppressed immune system um, can, can lead to multiple things. So let's talk about things you can do to, to avoid stress or to alleviate stress. I don't think we can avoid stress. I don't think we can even manage stress. I think we need to learn how to respond instead of reacting. And so one, get better sleep. Two, uh, less or no caffeine, alcohol, or nicotine. Now, if you're a smoker, you may want to look in, into getting uh, some toothpicks or gum that has nicotine in it. And you could try that. Move some, stretch, walk, exercise. You got to find your sweet spot because if you over-exercise, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go for an hour. To, to You can't do that because if you're, if you're on the couch or you, what this thing, you go to the gym for an hour, you're going to stress your body out so much. You're going to weaken your immune system. You're going to make yourself sick or susceptible to being sick. So just find your Goldilocks level on what your exercise is. For some of you, it may be that seven-minute stretch or four-minute stretch doing Dr. Goodman's founder stretch on a, a YouTube video, just follow that. It may be where you need to start and just start stretching. I'm not saying do a full on like Hatha hot yoga deal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying stretch out your hammies a little bit and try to like get your hips in the right place and then um, do some push ups, do some air squats. I literally only do like, I'm looking at like how am I find, can find my sweet spot with this minimal effective dose with exercise. So what's the least amount I can do and maintain um, my strength, my flexibility in, you know, do I give up some on endurance? Yeah. But every one of our job descriptions, we got to lift up something that's 50 pounds. So you got, it should be, be able to do that. So you've got to really work on those things. How about laugh some, but don't take everything so seriously and uh, take time to relax, plan ahead and get ahead. Those are, those are the things that we can do. Now, we can, I did a, I have a podcast recorded. I actually have uh, 10 total podcasts recorded before this one. I released two of them. So I got eight in the, uh, in the can ready to, ready to come out, but they didn't seem right to release right now because it's just not the right time for those. My point being, one of those is about meditation, specifically transcendental meditation. And I started back in December and it's now late March uh, and pretty much Twice a day, every day, I've been doing uh, this type of meditation. And I actually have interviewed um, a certified teacher here from the uh, Santa Monica Center. And my first question to her was, am I getting younger? Because the left side of my, my goatee has less gray in it now than it did before. And what that tells me is that A, meditation works. B, is that I'm prematurely aging because of stress. And I just want to 
when I say relax, that may be some sort of meditation or mindfulness, or it may just be a walk alone in the park in your neighborhood, which is what allow is the only thing that's allowed right now. Let's recap. The competition between the three immunity boosters is extraordinary. And so, because they can work against each other, there's a connection between these three. So, number one, get alkaline with less meat and alcohol. I can't be the first one to tell you to eat more vegetables. You've probably heard that most of your life. Test your alkalinity and your sugar or your carb intake. Number two, get more sleep. Your meaning, well, this is going to be, it would be an edit in my normal thing. All right, get more sleep. You need to find your sleep type. And that way you can find what's right for you. I'm not, you don't actually have to get more sleep. You got to make your sleep more efficient. If you drink any alcohol, stop hours before you sleep. Stress, hey, we are all in this together. The whole world is in this as one. Let me give you a simple breathing exercise here. It's called a four by four box breath. I do this sometimes walking through the restaurant in the middle of all the things that are going on, doing 900 covers. I'm walking through the restaurant and I'm going four in, inhale through my nose for four. Now, breathing through your nose does this really cool thing before I get back to what the box breath is. It actually tells your nervous system that everything is okay. Breathing through your mouth doesn't. Because what happens when you breathe through your mouth? You're like exercising, you're running, you're doing all these things, fight or flight response. But if you breathe through your nose, it actually says rest and relax. So you're in a beautiful state. David Baer talks about there's only two states of being. You're the beautiful state or suffering state. Malia Brown, my life coach says, there's only two states of being. There's an expansive creative state or there is a contractive state. And so when we're in the heat of the moment, we're leading teams and we're doing all these busy things and we're handling and juggling and spinning plates 14 things at a time. We need to be an expansive state, not a contractive state. So breathing through your nose will send a message to your nervous system that everything is okay. Four by four box breath. Let's get back to that. So breathe in through your nose, count of four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. Yes. Hold for four when you are, um, when you have no or little air in your lungs. And, and so then breathe through your nose. It doesn't have to be super deep. It's not a hyperventilation. This is not Wim Hof. This is not Niles on Frazier doing, you know, this is not getting a bag and doing hyper, you know, and, and, and breathing into a bag or any of those type of things. No, this is just a simple, you can do this a simple breath in through, through your nose for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four and repeat as needed. Again, in through your nose. You can even exhale through your nose as well to kind of train yourself to do that. This will get, this will um, help the more, if you start taping your mouth shut at night, this will help you as well. So, all right. Take a walk is another thing you can do. You can play games. You also can spend time with the ones that matter the most. I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Restaurant General Manager podcast. If you don't mind, please subscribe, like, and comment. If you want to, reach out to me directly for any questions. Gosh, any um, if you want any coaching, any of those type of things. My email is gmcoachscott at gmail.com. Again, that's G, gmcoachscott at gmail.com. Stay safe, stay strong, and live happy, healthy, 
stronger, longer. Cheers.